And now for the winner of the World Program Radio Editor Poll, Jack Benny. Thank you. Thank you, Lloyd. I didn't expect that. Hello again. This is Jack Benny talking. And am I happy? Mary Livingston is in Miami, Florida, and I won't be annoyed this week. And I just got back from my hometown where I celebrated my birthday. We had a grand party, and you should have seen the presents I gave my relatives for my birthday. Ah, they were just beautiful. How old were you last week, Jack? Oh, I go into that. You know, a man is as old as he looks. So you're 55, huh? I get it. Well, Frank, I'm nowhere near that. I mean, it's that old to you, but it's because I don't live right, that's all. What do you mean you don't live right? Well, I go to bed at 9 o'clock on weekdays, and I don't drink or smoke or go to nightclubs. I don't see bad company. Oh, what's wrong with that? Yeah, well, you don't call that living right, do you? <laughs> say, uh, say, Jack, you know my grandfather took care of himself just like you're doing, and, and he lived to be 103. What for? I don't go, man. I don't know. I don't know, but the poor fellow's gone now. Oh, that's too bad, Frankie. How did it happen? Well, when he was 98, he started running around, and it just got him, that's all. Oh, <laughs> yeah, well, some of those kids just won't look at you. I know how it is. I've got two grandfathers myself, and I just couldn't keep them out of the cotton closet. And I couldn't poke the high do ho out of them, you know? I do, Jack. But how about going ahead with the program and stop all this reminiscence? Oh, all right, yeah. Say, hello, did you hear any of the other programs tonight? Yes, Jack, every one of them. I mean, were they anything like ours? I mean, did they say or do anything that we're going to do? Not a thing, Jack. Well, that's fine. And I've nothing to worry about. You know, after all, we're not very late, and we have to be careful not to repeat jokes. Anyway, here's a brand new story I have for you folks tonight. A man got on a bus the other day. Wait a minute. You're right. Wait a minute. Eddie Cantor told that tonight. Wait a minute. You mean the one about the man getting on the bus? Yes. Hmm. Well, I don't need that one anyway. <laughs> Uh, here's another little story I picked up in Chicago the other day. And I was in a Scotsman and an Italian with three oh, in a tax Hey, wait a minute. Is that the story where the Italian and the Irishman discover they have no money? And yes, 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 that's it. <laughs> For heaven's sake, Joe Penner told that on his program. I see. Well, Lloyd, I'm glad we're not conflicting with anyone. I mean, it's good. Anyway, here's a joke that I know is new. I mean, you can't fool me on the elephant. A man who started asked a boy where the post office was. And the boy said, uh, well, 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 wait a minute. So that's a new story, huh? Well, Freddie Allen told it last week. The same joke? Yes, in the same post office. Hmm. Well, too bad our program doesn't go on at 6 a.m. Well, here's a joke I know that hasn't been used. I wrote it myself. Now, listen. There was a cross-eyed judge examining three fellows, see? And the cross-eyed Hello, judge... Hello, everybody. Hello, Jack. When did you get back from Chicago? Yesterday. Why? Oh, uh, no. I, I mean, uh, did you have a nice trip? Yeah, now listen, Parker. There was a cross-eyed judge. There always was. <laughs> oh, yeah? What program did you hear that? Team Touch. Oh. Hello, everybody. Hi, Miss Frankie. How are you? Hello, <laughs> Ryan. What's this? Who are you? Mary Livingston sent me over to take her place. Oh, Mary Livingston sent you over. Well, this is a surprise. I mean, what do you do? What do you do? I don't say not. I didn't say how do you do. I said what do you do? Well, I change, dance, wash dishes, mind babies, and I imitate God. A versatile little girl. Are you related to Miss Livingston? Yes, my father is. Oh, your father. What is he, an uncle or a cousin? Janitor. A janitor, isn't he? Yes. And have you got to go down at our house? Oh, I'm sorry, Miss. Really, we can't... I'm having a father. We can't use you. But Miss Livingston paid me already. She gave me a half a dollar to take her place. I'll send it a quarter and go home, yes? Nothing to him. I got paid for this and I'm going to stay. Now, listen, young lady, I don't like your looks and I don't want anyone to take Mary's place. 
Now go away and don't bother me. Sure, I'll have dinner with you. What time? Well, I've had enough of you. Listen, if you had a brain, you'd be a halfwit. <laughs> I heard that on Burns and Allen's program. Give me that club, will you? Come here, you. Back playing my dancing lady from Dancing Lady. Well, the fan mail certainly piles up. Just think, folks, I've been away only a few days, and here are several thousand letters. Oh, let's see how we're doing. After all, you can't go by the applause in the studio, you know. Here's a lady, a letter, rather, from a lady in Sioux City, Iowa. It says, uh, Dear you with the no draft ventilation. I heard your program last Sunday, which you gave us little women, and I liked it very much. Please send me an autographed picture of Amos and Andy. <laughs> ah, folks, it's letter like, letters like this that make you want to carry on, believe me. Ah, here's a letter from a gentleman in Erie, Pennsylvania. It says, Mr. Jack Benny, dear sir, I have been listening to you for a long time. Now you listen to me. <laughs> that play you gave us last week, so-and-so, you're truly Leonard Pencil. <laughs> The big punk, what does he know about radio anyway, eh, Frank? Ah, here's a letter from Miami, Florida. It says, Dear Mr. Benny, see if you can use this. In the land of golden sunshine down in Florida, it is then that we all know winter's here no more. Dear old winter, dear old... Wait a minute, who's this from? Oh, Mary Livingston, I see. Well, I'll read one more. Here's a letter from Mr. Clifford Gordon of Chicago. It says, Dear Mr. Benny... Although you do good plays and act them well, I'm afraid you're overlooking a great angle when you ignore mystery. Everybody loves a mystery, the suspense, the thrills, the continual chase. All right, Mr. Gordon, we get it. Anticipating your letter, we fortunately have been rehearsing a mystery play all week. And we will put it on tonight for your pleasure. It is called The Green Room Murder by S.S. Van East. And here is the mystery. A man was murdered on the Rudy La 8th Avenue and 45th Street near the Moulin Rouge Laundry. Now, who was this man? Where did he come from? Why was he murdered? And who done it? Jack, Jack, you know your English is very bad. Well, so is this play. I will play the part of the mastermind, the great detective. Yes, I will, for the advertising. Now, while we are setting the stage, Frank Parker, I'm a serious Kennedy, will sing, You're in My Heart. Are you ready, Parker? Yes, sir. And sing. <laughs> <laughs> that was, uh, that was Frank Parker singing for the first time over the air, a number of titles, You're in My Heart. And now for our mystery. The Green Room Murder. Murder. M-O-I-D-E-R. <laughs> the first scene is the home of Mr. and Mrs. Lee. And the room is Tom Tom Tom. On 8th Avenue and 45th Street. Turkey. Music Frank. Hmm. Dead. Nobody leaves this room. A man has been murdered. You can't hold it. I'm going. But this is an 
Colonel Joe, I can't be implicated in this. Nobody leaves this room. I'll call headquarters. Operator. Operator. Get me police headquarters right away. Hello? Hello, yes, it's police headquarters. Detective O'Benny, the mastermind speaking. Yes, O'Benny, the William Powell of the air. What's that? Never mind how long I've been a detective. What do you want? What? A murder in your home? What time does it happen? 8.15? Then you're inviting me now when it's all over, eh? Could have given me a week's notice. Okay, I'll be right there. What is it, Steve? Murder at 934 Wu D. La 8th Avenue. Well, let's get going. Wait a minute, Clive. Calling all cars. Calling all cars. Murder on the Rue D. La 8th Avenue. Calling all cars. And when you're calling for cars, ask for the Chevrolet. The most dependable car in the low south sea. Calling the whole thing off. Calling the whole thing off. Come, Sergeant Hebrilla. We're going to a murder. What do you think I ought to wear? Just what you've got on. It's not a formal affair, you know. Let's get going. Get in, Sarge. Let's go. Come on, Sarge. Step on it. I'm going 80 now. I mean, step on my cigar, but I just dropped it. Uh-oh. Well, up. Here comes the traffic cop. Hey, you two mugs. Pull over your car. Someplace. Make a note of that, Sarge. Okay, Chief. Come on, young lady. We'll need you. Let's go upstairs. Hang on a minute. 
I guess this is it. Over that door. Over that door, I say. Oh, you will do it, eh? Well, I'll break it in. Come on, Sarge, give it the work. Come on out, all of you. That's the bathroom. Oh, pardon. Why didn't you tell us that was the bathroom? You're the mastermind, not me. Now, that first game, eh? Well, where is it? It's that room over there. Come on, Sarge, and don't lose sight of the maze. Now, wait a minute, everybody. Nobody leaves this room. Yeah, who are you? Detective O'Benny, the mastermind. Sarge, you watch the door and see that nobody leaves. Okay, Chief. And guard that rat hole. Oh, you don't want to get away either. Quiet. <laughs> Did anybody know the dead man? I did. He was a friend of mine. Yeah, who are you? Well, this is my apartment. He was playing good here tonight. Now, how many of you were playing? Well, there were nine of us. You see, we were all sitting at the table. Now, wait a minute, wait a minute. Nine playing good. You sure it wasn't baseball? No, we had no umpire. Oh, we had no umpire, eh? Well, how could nine of you be playing bridge at one table? Six of us were dummies. Now, we're getting someplace. Make a note of that, Sarge. Okay, Chief. Where were you when the shot was fired? Sitting right here, with a gun in my hand. Oh, I know we didn't do it. Did you have anything else in your hand besides the gun? No. All right, you're dismissed. Let him go, Sarge. Okay, Chief. Now, you, Miss. What do you know about this murder? Well, I can hear it. Yes, yes, go on, go on. I see, I see. Then what happened? Well, uh, everything was fine until he let him sit there. And then he was killed. Oh, somebody, somebody killed him just because he was lucky and had five aces, eh? Did you know the dead man? Yes, he was the best friend I had in the whole world. Oh, see, look. There's a man from the dead man's back. Oh. Never mind the petty things. I want to know who shot him. Nice. It's mine. There you are, miss. Why are we you? Let her go, Sarge. Okay, Chief. Thank you. Be careful how you leave that knife laying around, miss. You might lose it. I'll go feather your neck. <laughs> Make a note of that, Sarge. Feather your neck. Okay, Chief. Now you, you in that full-dress suit. What's your name? Frank Black. Frank Black, eh? What do you do for a living? I'm not such a leader. Oh, you do nothing, eh? <laughs> I get it. Now, listen, did you know that you see... Certainly, we roomed together. He was the best pal I ever had. Boy, was he popular. What time did you get here tonight? Uh, it was 8.15. Yeah? How do you know it was 8.15? Well, I heard every kind of kidding Rubinoff. Mm-hmm. Now we're getting someplace. What is Rubinoff doing? He was playing Mendelssohn's wedding march. Oh, yeah? Sarge, get Mendelssohn on the phone. Okay, Steve. Oh. Hello, Mendel. <laughs> I want to speak to your son. <laughs> Hello. Is this Mendelssohn? Yes, yes, yes. Oh, you did? Okay, goodbye. What do you say, Sarge? He says he holds out on three basis programs. Now we're getting someplace. Who that is? Put you a knock on the door. That's it. Hello, Detective O'Benny. Telegram, give it to me. Hmm, Miami, Florida. Ask Mendelssohn if he knows the one about the ghost. Find Mary Livingston. Any answer, sir? No. Hey, the telegram is correct. 76 cents. Let him out, Sarge. Okay, Chief. Now, where were we? Oh, yes. Now you, Frank Black. Hmm? What do you want? Say, Chief, look. 
There's a rope around the dead man's neck. Oh, yeah. Oh, Black, you know anything about this rope? Sure, it's mine. Give it to me. I want to tie up some music. Give him the rope, Todd. All right, you can go, Black. I'm sorry this murder happened inside of your rope. Thanks. Let's solve this mystery yet. Now I want to speak to the maid again. Yes, sir. Now listen here, young lady. I want to ask you a few questions. Where were you in the shop with Tyler? I was in the kitchen making up the bed. What? I was in the bed making up the kitchen. You know any of the people here tonight? Sure. These two girls here are friends of mine. Which two girls? The nurse and the cook. The nurse and the cook. Yes. Look at her, Tyler. Oh, thank you. So you girls were in children together, right? Yes. Well, what did you do? Did I have a story to me?